0: get to start recording.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I, listen, I listen to a wrestling podcasts, and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin is one, and he always does this.
2: He forgets to nah, record? He,
1: yeah, he'll be like, hey, we, we just recorded an hour, and I realized I wasn't recording, <laughs> oh, no. and we just, <laughs> instead of going over the same questions, we're going to do something new. So, yeah, there it is.
2: Hello and welcome to the Catholic Nerds Podcast, your pro-life source for uh, quality Catholic nerdery. This is Scott,
3: Mary,
4: and Cody.
2: And tonight we have a special guest with us. Um, I feel like we've done this all once before since I forgot to press record last time. But his name, uh, our guest tonight is Doug Johnson.
1: Yeah, hey, hey. uh, Thanks for not hitting record. I mean, I gave up all my words. You know, a man is limited in how many words he wants to say. (laughs) He he took up 75% of them. So, you know ask your questions wisely uh, we'll see how this goes <laughs> no. well, hey, 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 I'm Doug Johnson I'm Mr. Abby Johnson Yes, we go. I met her she loved me <laughs> she came down the aisle and made it official that's what I do <laughs>
2: love at first Doug Yeah, well,
1: no it wasn't but <laughs> It only took me a year and a half to get her divorced and ready to get married again. <laughs> <laughs> only a year and a half. That's not bad. No. That's not bad <laughs> you know, I, it, no effort on my part. That guy was the worst. So, you know, I, <laughs> I was just there to uh, soften the blow and be her buddy. So, And then next thing you know, we were in love. So they, it, it, it was a match made in uh, College Station Glass uh. Company heaven. I don't know.
2: I mean, heaven and college station are basically synonymous, right? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: oh well, there's a whole song about you can go to heaven but I'll go to Texas or
4: whatever it is, you know, and I think I think just Texas itself is heaven. Y- y'all grew up with that version. I grew up with the Uncle Cracker version of um, <laughs> a lot like Detroit. Well, you started with Uncle Cracker.
1: <laughs> <all> <laughs> No, it's all wrong.
2: <laughs> so that was kinda um my first encounter with Abby was um in college station. I went to we both went to Texas AM, Abby and yeah. I. And yeah, whoop. And um
1: <laughs> I didn't. I'm just whooping. I'm not supposed to apparently. Apparently I'm not allowed to. But I went down the road to San Houston State University. I'd only lived in college station for like fourteen years of my life and we decided to move away because we grew up, and <laughs> no one else <laughs> every, did.
2: You keep getting older, and they no,
1: uh, stay the yeah, same. <laughs> it was exactly from days and. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So no,
0: <laughs>
1: it was. Uh, it was no, no. It's a great place to, to raise a family. Don't mistake us. You know, it's there's a lot of townies or people that become townies. They go to college there, and it's they become my, townies.
2: It's one yeah. of my leading aspirations
1: <laughs> to become a townie.
2: Uh, a townie at College Station. Oh,
1: well, you know. Not
2: just a townie, you know, in general.
1: So what car will you drive?
2: What car will I drive?
1: Yeah. If I were to become a townie in College Station, I want a 95 Bronco. Oh. Is that the not one white, that... Not white. Don't bring up <laughs> OJ. <laughs> That's what I was going to
2: say. Oh, is that the one that that Coleman guy
1: I drove? all <laughs> the other colors. <laughs> no, not oh, not white one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, I've drawn the same Honda Accord for a while now, so it might I might have a transi- transition beat. No, you'll beat. fit
1: right in. You'll be Jack Lake, Abby's ex-husband. So <laughs> I think that's what he had, and it was parked on the road. It didn't work, and it had bees living in it. So.
2: Yeah, yeah. Can you set the record straight on uh, hit, Abby's first husband appearing in, uh, as he was depicted in Unplanned versus...
1: No,
0: they
1: they sold him way too well. I don't know how he's (laughs) doing now. Surely he's a fabulous human being, and he's doing very well, and he's very happy. But at the time, when he was dating Abby, uh, his car didn't work, so he did not drive an El Camino. He was not that handsome. (laughs) He he could not grow facial hair that well. And he... uh, (laughs) And, uh, no, his car was parked... With a busted window, I don't know if they could start it. And there were hornets or bees or something that flew and built hives living in that car. <laughs> so it is what it is.
2: Yeah. So could you like roll like the roll, rolling down the window be like a spigot and you get like fresh natural honey? I mean, was there any purpose well, to this? Well,
1: you know, it's up to you, and your life depends on what you want to do there. But you know, I think it was it was a bad idea. I think he sold that thing for five hundred bucks just so somebody would take it away. <laughs> so it was bad. It was bad. Bad all around. Yeah.
2: So, um, can you get us up to speed on um, how Unplanned's doing? Um, I know uh, you were you were telling us last time about um, the uh, basically taking out a whole theater on your own.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, well, just just for the the Catholic. Followers and, and good friends there, or people that love movies. Uh, so we have a theater here, pretty local to us. And uh, I'd like to say where we live, because there's some weirdos out there. But uh, anyways... We call those T-sips. I, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I call them podcast. Yeah, I call them hipsters. It's whatever. <laughs> I just don't call them. <laughs> and you shouldn't. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but anyway, so uh, we... We have a theater here, and they have 14 screens, and uh, our parish uh, was able to get several screens there, and we show up, they had four, another parish had two, and then the theater decided to uh, show the movie, and they had one screen. So, seven out of the 14 screens had our movie playing on it in one night, that was last Thursday night. And it was at seven o'clock, and they were all sold out.
0: That's it awesome. was uh,
1: just our parish alone, and those four screens had 430, 450 people, and then uh, the other the other parish, which was actually the parish that hosts the schools our children go to, because our kids go to private school, and they had one hundred fifty people, and then the 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 public screening they were sold out. And so it, it was just amazing to see so many people show up and support and want to see our, our story. And uh, in fact, when, once it, they all let out at the same time, yeah. and so I was in the lobby yeah. just to say hello and thank you for coming. And the manager had to come out and say, "Hey, you're blocking the concessions, and people want to see Captain Marvel." Say like, no people want to talk to doug johnson
2: (laughs) they can just wait on their butter and second Mm -hmm. butters
1: those people just go in there without unbuttered dry popcorn (laughs) because they don't love the lord if they're gonna go see captain marvel over on (laughs) planet Just kidding. I mean, they love the Lord just fine. Captain Marvel's been out for a
4: while. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> if you haven't seen it. Who are you who are you kidding? You're not a fan. I had to go see Captain Marvel
1: twice. I actually went to go see it. And then my wife texted me with a bunch of freaking errands to run. And I had to leave <laughs> in the middle of the movie. And I was like, ah, oh, I didn't want to pay for this more than once. And so I had to go back and see it again. It was great with the nineties music. It's nice. It's
2: a oh, nice yeah. movie, that and that's and we <laughs> talk about that's that's why I love Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: Guardians uh, of the Galaxy <laughs> is my number one or two
4: of the Marvel universe. I would say it's probably my number two. Uh, it on pure comedy alone. Yeah, I'd say my my favorite is Thor Ragnarok. You know what?
1: That's pretty stinking funny too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. With Jeff, it, but I haven't updated my list since uh, Civil War.
2: Yeah, so this is like uh Catholic Nerd's exclusive the Doug updates to the Doug on tap list. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so which would you put um which would you rank higher? Guardians of the Galaxy one or Gal? or Two?
1: Oh, for sure. Honestly I think it's it's one or two overall. One of the best. Like just entertainment value. If, if you were to bring in somebody you're like, I don't watch comic book movies.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What
1: should I watch? Come in and watch this. Because you don't want to show them Deadpool. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you show them Guardians of the Galaxy. Definitely don't want to
2: show me uh, Tobey Maguire uh, Spider-Man.
1: No, anything. no, that's, that's a terrible <laughs> idea. No. <laughs> no, I mean... To- uh, okay, <laughs> Tobey Maguire. <laughs> why are you it. so Why are you so sad? Why are you so morose? Why? Like, yeah, why is he gotta be a emo a, Spider-Man? You're a smart-mouth teenager. <laughs> like, you're supposed to puns. Where are the puns? And Give he's me some like. Puns.
2: And he's like forty years old, making these movies, trying to be nah. like a fifteen-year-old, sixteen-year-old. Well,
1: Garfield, the, the other guy that came along and made the other two, I liked him way better. Yeah, I actually thought you know apparently in real life he's intolerable, but in the no. movie he's great. <laughs> well,
2: and Emma Stone was—I mean, nothing against Kirsten Dunst, but yeah. Well,
1: all the redheads—they do just fine. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, on a, on a lighter note, my wife still try if for if for some reason I'm upside down, like you know, putting up Christmas lights poorly or something. Nah. She'll she'll try still try and give me the Kirsten Dunst Spider Man kiss. Which that I, is, pre- I appreciate that.
1: That is. <laughs> Quite possibly the coolest thing I've ever heard. <laughs>
4: Listen, I don't know what's better, I, the fact that she tries to give you the kiss or the fact that you're hanging upside down. Yeah. I'm
3: a, no, I'm I like, oh, hang upside down just
4: to get that
2: kiss. I'm like Clark Griswold up there, you know?
3: <laughs> and you're saying this as though it happens like with a relative amount of... Uh... You know consistency, uh, like yeah. that. It's a fairly repeated well,
1: occurrence. Uh, no, if you're upset, and you're like, "Hey, babe, babe,
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> quick,
0: quick <give> me, <laughs>
3: quick, <laughs> give me a kiss." <laughs> There's no blood going to my brain
0: right now. <laughs> hey, hey! <laughs>
2: yeah, so now you're getting insight into my home life.
1: Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, I, I'm. Uh, w- we're on our third run of uh, Parks and Rec.
2: Oh, yeah, we just started our third run of that.
3: I was just considering starting. i Like, I was literally thinking yesterday. Well, well no, because it, it, th- it was March 31st, the day that Ron Swanson has all his appointments. Yes! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny.
1: Is, he, like, is he not the greatest fictional human being ever yeah, absolutely created? Yeah, he really is. role well, model. <laughs> <laughs> I, I combined <laughs> him with Red Foreman from that 70s show... For my parenting Like how do I parent (laughs) How do I be a good dad Ron Swanson Red Foreman Oh my god I nailed it (laughs) It's It's
2: also why I bury Silver in the backyard Because of Ron Swanson You're not supposed to talk about it I also can't give out my address Now
0: Yeah
2: Yeah, but why Why is the Star Lord Falling in the pit
1: (laughs) You know, we all fall in the pit.
0: <laughs> you fell in the pit. We all fell. In the pit. <laughs> we all fell in the
1: pit. <laughs> it was it was uh, Ben, the character Ben, mm-hmm. that Leslie. What's his last name? I want to
3: say Clapper. Wyatt. Wyatt. Ben Wyatt. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I I feel like I am very much a Ben Wyatt. I am the the total nerd. I like all the sci fi comic book shows i'm very much stuck in the 90s alt rock genre <laughs> for music i don't have the roller skating thing he has
2: oh god did you I, make a cones of dunshire uh, no getting? good lord i don't think that deeply
1: <laughs> uh, and, and, as far as finances and accounting goes don't don't talk to me <laughs> but i Entertainment wise I On the treat yourself day I might have bought a Batman Treat Joseph Yeah
2: <laughs> Oh like uh, Like a legit Like five thousand dollar Batman sh- like, yes. he, like he had Well yeah Why not
0: That's pretty fantastic
2: Yeah cause that's the only way I'll ever have abs Is By some kind of <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of oh,
0: device
1: I, I've trained My fat To look like abs <laughs> I've been practicing For fifteen years <laughs> Get that
2: uh, that uh, ab shocking system. They just sit at your desk and it'll like give you a six pack.
1: No, no. I went to college as a as a kinesiology major, and they taught me how to uh, flex those suckers into looking like it like I work out.
2: <laughs> I feel like I would just herniate. Should have stayed in
1: kinesiology a little bit longer. No, it was. You know, it, it turned out into a uh, really good job actually in teaching special ed for 5 oh, years while Abby was working in the uh, abortion industry. You know, that's a terrible segue. But, you know, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: a good segue. That's a good segue.
1: That works. Well, and
2: tell us um not that I don't want to just talk about Parks and Rec now, but Yeah. <laughs> oh wait.
1: Do, do we have another half hour? Right.
2: <laughs> well, if I forget to record again, then we'll keep having extra. Oh my hours. gosh! I'm gonna check my computer. <laughs> Everybody needs to check it me. It says <laughs> not recording. says <laughs> right, recording.
0: We're good. Okay, yeah, we're
1: 20 minutes in. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but um, so tell us about the R rating, and while you're doing that, I'm gonna try and figure out a way to get us back to Parks and Rec.
1: Okay. Okay. So the R. <laughs> I I don't. That's. The craziest sentence I've ever spoken. About. <laughs> uh, That's what I'm so, here for. So the R rating. I don't know that the uh, people making the movie they they weren't going for it. They were just they just said, "Hey, we're gonna make a movie, and we're gonna let the chips fall where they may." And so they sent it in, and we were given the R rating. And they actually went for a repeal. They were like, "Are you sure you want to give it an R rating?" You sure it's you not PG-13? Realize, like, you
3: realize what you'll be admitting if you... Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. So, like, I uh,
3: sure you want to do this?
1: Because we're going to run with it. And uh, they were like, yep, R rating. And so we were like, okay, so you're admitting in our, in my interpretation, nobody else on the team says this, but R stands for Reality of Abortion. So within the first ten minutes of seeing our movie, you're going to see that. And... Uh, There's no other way to describe it. You just have to see it for yourself. And to be honest, if you are pro-abortion, you you need to see what you're supporting. If you are uh, anti-abortion, and you're apathetic, and you're just like, well, I don't believe in abortion, that's all I have to do. You need to see this so you can get off your butt and go do something about it. And, uh... that's just in the first 10 minutes. The full 90-something minutes of the film should inspire you.
4: Oh, you know, absolutely.
1: We're not just trying to preach to the choir. We're not just trying to say, hey, this is why you should be more pro-life. You can't be more pro-life. Like Either you're pro-life or you're not. Riding the fence does you no good. In advance, right, riding the fence is how I ended up married to a pro-choice woman as a pro-life, pro-life man. And so, and and that story will take another five or six uh, podcast episodes, but we'll get into Anyways, later. Let's do it yeah. tonight. <laughs> and so, but either way, I'm gonna write a I'm gonna write a book, and it's gonna be called "Our Life" is an R-rated Christian film. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's gonna buy it. It's gonna be a bestseller, and you know, I'm gonna go on David Letterman. D- David Letterman's gonna come back gonna just come so back. I can. Go on his show because I don't like the other shows. Oh, man, I could do I could do uh, Jimmy Fallon. Fallon, not yeah. Kimmel.
2: No, Kimmel uh, like hates God. I'm pretty sure. And he was on uh, Win Ben Stein's Money before that,
1: right? Yeah, he's kind yeah. of the worst. Yeah, <laughs> and he had a uh, what is what's his name uh, Adam Carolla. Yeah, yeah. Was part of the main show, and Adam Carolla is like I don't deny. Yeah. being a turd for so long <laughs> but what i will tell you is uh we should have we're adults millennials are children we should tell them they suck right <laughs> yeah. i'm sorry if y'all are millennials i don't know but, i'm not well, really sure yeah, what, what i, I what yeah.
0: <laughs> No, it's <laughs> just I
1: I, here's what i think i feel like people under 30 years old 50 percent of them how not to give a limp hug uh, <laughs> I'm going hug someone. <laughs> I'm it's
2: always like, trying not to impale somebody in like the larynx with my bony shoulder. That's what I wish somebody had taught you me. You know what? <laughs> to
1: heck with that. <laughs> Show your love, bro. Just get in there and hug somebody. Like, you know, I'm I'm an introvert, but you know what? Hugs brought me out of that. Hugs helped me. Hugs mean something, and so yeah. do handshakes.
2: The Johnson family is really good at hugs, I should point out.
1: We are very good at hugs. We're we're full frontal hugs. You know, I understand. I understand the side hug. Whatever. You don't know somebody that well. You want to side hug somebody. But if I know you, good Lord, full frontal hug. Let's do this.
0: Let's
1: love each other. You know, it doesn't have to be weird. You know, Michael Jackson, he's gone. You know, he, he's gone it's away. Still a little
2: fresh.
0: Yeah, little fresh. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now,
2: now the whole Finding Neverland movie has been ruined for me with oh that, that new biopic or whatever. they. Did.
1: I got halfway through the first thing and I was like, you know what? This is good for parents that don't know any better. Oh That's God. it. That's the only people who need to watch it because who's surprised? Yeah. Seriously. Anybody surprised? Raise your hand. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Macaulay Culkin's family <laughs> Surprise No <laughs> <Nope>. No
1: no. <laughs> All right So what, what What were we talking about Before we got on Off of uh, the The tangent? uh The R rating mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about the R You R-Rating. know what It's 12 and up Go see it That's the R rating
2: Oh and I want I keep wanting to say When you mention that That um One of the things That Abby does so well Uh And like When, when she came to New Roads Uh To speak at our Pro-life Um our little pro-life group uh, she does such a good job of activating that kind of yes. the, that latent pro-lifer that just needs to get out in their butt uh, get out there and do stuff.
4: Yeah. Well, I was gonna say like uh, Mary and I uh, went we went to see it opening weekend. Uh, we it wasn't very planned, so we went and saw it. Never gets old. Uh, never gets old. Gets <laughs> anyway, uh, me every time. We went to go see it, and especially that part. Like I was right after that, I was like, "I well, I, I actually understand why it was rated R." Um, Mary and I both worked in the Rights to Life uh, ministry. Uh, Work with Louisiana Rights to Life for years, and uh, we do trainings. We handle the videos and pictures and all the stuff and the things that I was used to seeing, and I've become somewhat desensitized to a lot of it. And, uh, basically it hit me. It impacted me as well. Uh, and and kind of gave, gave me more encouragement to, you know, get off my butt and, and go do, do more. Uh, you know, we, we've since having kids, we hadn't been able to do a whole lot, but that's just an excuse. We need to get out there and do stuff.
0: Yeah.
4: Well, well, uh, with, with,
1: people are like, how can I do more with what T said? Like, so I'm going to answer that question. How can I do more? Well, you have to explore your talents, right? And you're like, well, what am I doing? Honestly, I'm home with seven of children and, uh, <laughs> an eighth <laughs> on the way. I mean, like, I, in a few months, I'm going to have, um,
2: congrats to y'all, by the way. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Thank you. You know, you know what? We couldn't be more proud. And, uh, we're going to have, uh, seven Children under the age of six come. That is June. awesome. Yeah, and it's so, like some
2: kind of time paradat- par- paradox, like an uh, event horizon. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: well, we, we, we didn't we didn't uh, find a wormhole taking our home to heaven or to hell. Excuse me. <laughs> we we went to heaven. Yeah,
2: this is this is the, ca- the Catholic version of Horizon. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh I'm here raising these children. I, my my goal is to get them into heaven. I want them to vote correctly. You know, we have to raise them. That that's your job, right? That's one of the things you can do in the pro life movement is uh, uh, go out and be fr- fruitful in your marriage, and then actually raise them in your values. Yeah. Right. I mean. And so you, you mm-hmm. share that with them. And people are like, oh, how how do you feel like a man because your wife's out there earning all the money and you're home doing the domestic stuff? Well, you know what? My kids see me serving them. Does that make sense? So yeah, when we get up Sunday morning, I cook a lot of bacon. and then i let them eat said bacon eat half i I eat half they eat the other half i'm a bigger human than they are and uh and then i go put them in the bathtub and then i got their clothes picked out for mass and then i get them dressed and then abby eventually in there somewhere she wakes up i don't know and then uh and then we get the the van loaded up and we get there in time And honestly, every year, we show up for our parish fundraiser just so we can buy our parking spot. Because they auction that sucker off. (laughs) 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 Because we are definitely the biggest friggin' family in our parish. And so we we buy our spot. we, We get there. And Abby takes all the boys in. And I take all the girls to the cry room. And I don't know what's going to happen after number eight shows up, because that, that's a spoiler. Because we, we've never waited to find out what sex our child is until oh, yeah. now. Oh,
2: wow. I've, yeah, I've never been able to, to wait. Never well, neither able. have we. Yeah.
1: This is killing me. <laughs> I don't know what to paint a room. Or if I should throw away the boys' clothes or buy more girls' clothes. I don't know what to do. It's nuts.
2: I think the answer is always to buy more action figures, more Legos, more Lincoln Logs. Right. (laughs) Exactly right. Even if another kid's not on the way. Even if you don't have kids. (laughs) That's
0: all I'm (laughs)
1: saying. (laughs) Well, aren't Lincoln Logs kind of the coolest toy ever?
2: Yes. I feel like not enough people recognize that.
1: (laughs) Did y'all have Constructs? Anybody here have Constructs? Is that like the
2: bricks made out of... Uh, was
1: gray and blue bricks like you had these long logs and you connect them with these tiny blue connectors ah, I guess I'm the only one I made swords, I made forts I made all these <laughs> things out of those things ah,
2: no I, I had the Lincoln logs but I never had enough Lincoln logs so now that eBay exists I can go and buy my kids like the thousand piece Lincoln log set for like ten bucks on eBay yeah, and no, we are doing that. And we can make our own home <laughs> out of logs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. There you go.
2: <laughs> but anyway, tell us about the man van too.
1: The man van? Oh yeah. So I have this Nissan N V. It's a twelve passenger van.
2: The NV of you. all the neighborhood.
1: Yeah, oh no. Uh, there's two more in my neighborhood. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's that cool and popular around here. Like I uh, when you when you drive by another N V driver, you, you give that fist of solidarity.
0: You're
1: like, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yes. I it's see in, you driving by we drive the in, same van. It's
2: White the NV, NV like the letters NV
1: or or the audio? letters N, NV. but yes, that's a fantastic description. It's the NV. So <laughs> I like it. It's a we have it's a twelve passenger van. We've almost filled it up, and uh, just the other day we went to a drive through safari. And opened that sucker up, and the boys got to meet a white buffalo up front. Uh, I'm pretty sure it licked all of them, which <laughs> weirded them all out. But it, it was a great time. And so no, 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 I mean
2: you can open up the roof.
1: No, you can't open up the oh, roof. Okay. That's unfortunate. But be no, like, them, it was the side the side door. It's not oh, a, okay. it's not like a uh, minivan where you get to open on both sides. It only opens on one side. Well, so, if it was,
2: if the draft was coming from above, y'all could have recreated Jurassic Park and the oh, you know the Jeep Grand Cherokee or whatever they had.
1: I can't show my kids that yet. <laughs> They'd be terrified. Oh. <laughs> I, I actually showed them Jurassic World and it it was bad
0: because <laughs> it didn't like, go well. <laughs> Be, be. that should have been That's rated so r are you kidding me now
2: did you show it to him
1: because the star lord was in it i showed it to him because there were cool animals in it and they know? almost they, they were so terrified oh my god there's some when we went to that friggin drive-through safari like is something gonna fly down and pick me up and then throw me in the mouth of oh, something no. else no it, it was bad <laughs> uh, it was a bad poor parenting decision on my part but <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you live and learn, right? Yeah, you know, you, you make decisions, and then you, <laughs> and then you just make fun of it and record it and post it on social media. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Share it with the world.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm, a, I'm a little worried about uh, Jurassic Park's reception in my house, too, because my wife won't even watch it. It's, it terrifies her so much.
1: My so wife I'm won't a... watch it because she's scared of anything that swims in the ocean and anything out in space, Dinosaurs—that's <laughs> just a whole other
4: level. <laughs> you know, so, I've never no good. tried to show it to Mary. Uh, just Mary's time. crossed my mind. What's Mary's thoughts?
3: Oh, I don't watch that. <laughs>
4: okay.
3: I don't. I do not go to there.
4: What, what is that?
1: In air quotes.
3: <laughs> I don't watch Jurassic Park. <laughs> I don't watch any of the Jurassic Park. Uh,
1: Too
3: many it's... things eat being eaten, and
1: you um, know you need to watch The Fly. Oh, the original God. of the fly, and then you go into Jurassic Park, and then you create yeah, you, weird, got the, you
2: like, get the w- Jeff Goldblum continuity too. Yes. if You watch a new one.
1: Yeah, what if what if the the dinosaurs were to age, right? And you're like, hey, let's recreate humans. And they found something. <laughs> Some weird mosquito bite, right? And now like, we got Choco Goldblum DNA, and they recreate Jeff Goldblum! Okay.
4: And he becomes
2: the game master.
4: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I that, so, a fan theory there. I'm not, I, think we're gonna have
1: to I actually before. took that off of fan theory, sorry. Oh, dang. <laughs> Had to so, inject it.
2: So, God creates dinosaurs, God destroys dinosaurs, God creates man. Man. No, I think
1: God allowed dinosaurs to. You know, they weren't evolved.
2: <laughs> they didn't know what they were doing. They didn't. They couldn't find any more tree stars.
1: They didn't they have didn't Twitter. Oh, no tree stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So movies yeah, movies every child should see. <laughs>
2: so uh, Doug's got a really good list. Uh, let's see. What's the name of the list again? Um, oh
1: dang! Movie my kids have to watch.
2: That's it, yeah. Movies, kids have to watch. Number one on there is, is beautiful. The Goonies. The Goonies.
1: Oh, which... And they've all watched it, and they're just... They don't get it.
0: <laughs> What's <laughs> not to get
1: You know, I was seven years old when I saw this freaking film, and it became my favorite movie, and it stayed my favorite movie all these years.
2: And, and Sean Astin, too. I feel like I've grown up with Sean Astin being in all my favorite movies. Right, he
1: like, got lifted up over your heads at Rudy he, he was yeah. He was the hero of Lord of the Rings movies, yeah. <laughs> not the books, but the movies.
2: He carried the yeah. guy that carried the guy that carried the guy that carried the ring
1: <laughs> <laughs> He made it happen. Yeah, uh, Sean Astons but. oh, and he has a fantastic spot in uh, stranger, yeah, stranger things.
2: things? Oh yeah. cool. That's what I was going to ask you about. So that makes it harder for me now. Uh, to pick my number two favorite Sean Astin movie. I mean, I, I guess it's Lord of the Rings. But number it's three. A TV show, but. Yeah, yeah. But Bob Newby. I mean, yeah, massive spoiler alert for Stranger Things 2. But Sean Astin as Bob Newby in Stranger Things 2. So
1: good. I was so disappointed with his end.
2: Well. I wanted
1: him to continue on. he was just that good a character.
2: And as we know, like Barb never came back, so she, Bob you Newbies. Can't,
1: you can't have good things in said storyline. Now let's you know, go badly.
2: But didn't you love how the Duffer Brothers were like, huh? X marks the spot. What is this pirate treasure?
0: Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> oh, I
2: loved that. Cody and Mary, we didn't uh, leave. Leave y'all behind with the nerd out uh, Stranger oh, Things, huh?
4: No, no, I've, I've actually watched most of Stranger Things. I, I don't know if the next season has come out yet or not. So no, I, it hasn't oh, yet. July 4th. But, yeah. Okay, so, uh, uh, yeah, A confession. I'm not all that into it. It's it's enjoyable, but I'm not like uh, nerding out like you guys.
1: <laughs> so you're like 15, 16 years old? <laughs> <laughs> you did I've, 80s, 90s on this thing?
4: So oh, I'm. Yeah. The I was music in, I was born in '89. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, I was born '78. I was born '83. So all these things.
1: Oh man, all the things.
2: I was born the day after Return of the Jedi came out. I
1: yeah. went to see Return of the Jedi <laughs> with my bio dad. It's, uh, it's one of the few memories I have with that. Uh, another podcast. There you go.
2: That's what. Well, speaking of Jurassic Park, that's one of my best memories of my dad, who's passed away now. He actually took me back to see Jurassic Park in theaters a second time.
1: Oh, nice! I think with uh, with uh, Stranger Things, you have all the best '80s references, right? Oh yeah, especially Ghostbusters, Busters, Aliens, Predator, all the things represented. The, the, uh,
2: and if you're a D&D like If you're a Dun- Dungeons and Dragons fan You got that
1: No I didn't do that Sorry
2: I always <laughs> wanted to <laughs> It was like what all Your age of kids The cooler older kids were doing So I always wanted to do it
4: Yeah, yeah Scott. it's never too late <laughs> Oh you, be, you, know you better believe I'm going to try and get My little brother What's Matthew it? does it a lot
2: Oh man maybe I don't want to yeah. do it anymore <laughs> <laughs>
4: So with the Goonies,
1: surely all of you have seen it, right? Yes, absolutely. You understand this is the ultimate adventure for preteen children.
2: I mean, it's pirate treasure. I mean, it's Richard Donner, you know, who did um, what he did. Also, the, the Superman Princess movies. Princess Bride. Oh yeah, yeah, which is like number four on your list. Three, number three on your list.
1: Yeah, no, the Princess Bride. I mean, listen, if you want a quotable movie. Oh, yeah. You go with that. Oh, absolutely. uh, With my movies, I feel like uh, my kids, they need to see all the Star Wars films. So when somebody says, I love you, and then my boys will say, (laughs) I "I know. know. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, and speaking of Deadpool, maybe Cody was telling me that was it the... Uh, DVD version that they actually bookended it with Fred Savage and uh, Columbo, but it wasn't Columbo, um, reprising their role a- as the Princess Bride.
1: Oh my gosh, it was amazing! It, w- it is Deadpool. If he if he if you want to live on YouTube, you go for that YouTube <laughs> YouTube Deadpool, Fred Savage, and they tell the story. In the form of the Princess Bride.
0: Ah, so
2: cool.
1: Oh, that's right. That's so who
2: right. D- who does it instead of Columbo? Or Peter? Deadpool. Uh, oh, okay, Deadpool perfect. Better, uh, yeah.
1: yeah, so so it's, uh, what's his name? What's Peter his?
2: Falk, I think. No, 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 no. The R- De- Ryan, what's, uh, Ryan
1: Reynolds. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds. On a Deadpool. As Deadpool re- reprises that role, and then Fred Savage lays in bed. They did a fantastic job of recreating the room. Oh
3: yeah, he it was is... laying
1: in. Oh man, it was wonderful. And then and then they they knock on Nickelback, which we all love. Who loves it? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's wonderful. No, you gotta you gotta YouTube that because you got about twenty thirty minutes of pure entertainment on that.
2: Oh, I'm glad it's that long because I need to live in that moment for a while.
1: We all do. We all have to crap on Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, and and you're a WWE fan, but um, Andre the Giant, he never he he and Hulk went at it, right? But not
1: WWE. Uh, you don't you don't want to start me up on that. Unless <laughs> I'm ready to go.
2: I don't know if there's much <laughs> I can contribute to that conversation. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. Yeah, so Andre, yeah, Andre was one of the most beloved characters. He was uh, Fezzik. 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 The giant. I actually have a bobblehead of that oh, in my home. It,
2: it needs to be, like, three feet tall. If it's...
1: Well, he's five inches tall, and he protects my wedding ring. Oh, that's now, awesome. That's, Fezzik is uh, he's a big deal for me in my home. I have Obi-Wan Kenobi and Fezzik protecting my wallet and awesome. <laughs> my wedding ring in my home. But, no, you know, uh, Andre the Giant, uh, he's a... Fascinating human being, right? Oh, yeah. Because the world was not built for him. No, nobody was meant to be that big, and uh, you can't fault him for being grumpy. He was a bit of a bully. I don't like that part of his story, <clears throat> but he also was very generous with his time. He was. He was. Uh,
2: he probably means people. He probably means no harm. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just you know? really, really short on charm. Char- no. <laughs> Does
1: anybody on a peanut? You know, he uh, I
2: mean, really mean it.
1: No, the, the cast loved him on that movie, but wrestling wise, Hulk Hogan loved him. The Macho Man, my favorite wrestler, Randy Savage. <laughs> he did not love Randy
0: Savage
1: <laughs> because he was like. Ah. It can't get a hold of you if you got baby oil on you. And Randy Savage is all shiny with baby oil. So, no, it, it didn't go over very well.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, um, so many, the things, the little interesting things I know about Andre the Giant are, you know, it's like he could, he held the world record at one time for most beers, uh, a human Ever drank in one city?
1: Lou, know, I don't know if he ever if that's if that's been broken. I'd be shocked. <laughs> yeah. You know. Let me see. He, he poured bottles of wine into pitchers and just drank out of the pitcher. You know, he was notorious for his drinking and his flatulence. But you know.
2: Okay, <laughs> in a six-hour period, Andre the Giant drank a 119 12 nineteen twelve-ounce bottles of beer.
1: Yeah. Holy cow.
2: It's insane.
1: I had a friend that met him.
2: No, not that I'm encouraging that sort of thing.
1: No, don't do that. You know, <laughs> uh, you need a new, whole new metabolism. But uh, no, I had a friend that met him and actually drove him to a friend's house, and uh, he he was working on a ranch of a pro wrestler that knew Andre really well, and he said, no, 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 I uh, I didn't drive. I was in the passenger seat. And we had a, uh, a uh, cooler full of beer in the front seat. And Andra, I got out, so Andre could sit in the front seat. And uh, he grabbed me by the shoulder, his big-ass hand, right on my shoulder. He's like, nope, you sit in the front, pull your seat all the way forward, I'm going to sit in the back. And they they bought the biggest Cadillac they could to get them. And uh, anyway, he goes, hey, when's your buddy going to give me a beer? to the driver <laughs> and so my friend he like hands him a <laughs> beer or two and you couldn't see it anymore it was just engulfed in his hand wow so he just kept handing it to him And now uh, andre the stories are like just legendary but they're true right so that guy
2: i mean there's only one person that could play physic
1: right yeah he was the best part of the movie in my opinion so, so, what uh, beers are you guys drinking?
2: Well, I... Uh, Hi, do you want to go, go first, Cody?
4: No, you go ahead. I, I'm unfortunately not drinking any beers right now. Um, mm. I've been doing this thing called Exodus 90. Oh, oh no.
1: man. Good for yeah. you.
4: Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm out on the alcohols right now. Oh. So,
2: I was driving home, and i was like oh man we're about to interview doug johnson and <laughs> what's the subtitle of the blog it's like beer bacon beer, bacon and babies babies that's it yeah that's it yeah the uh,
1: three great things to start with letter b
2: <laughs> and i was like
1: a lot oh. of brownies
2: oh yeah brownies um not think of anything else be bubba fett yeah lady. no let's stop <laughs> <Bubba> <laughs> fett. yeah Boba bu- fett would be my other one that's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Boba> Fett.
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah go bubba
2: fett oh and the beer that i'm drinking uh, it's a bach um so i'm you know i was thinking well okay so i was driving home There's also and beer so. i knew we were gonna have uh we we're gonna be interviewing doug and it's like i don't have any beer i had to go on a beer run And so I, um, I bought myself. I reloaded my pack of Shiner. um, So I try to always have Shiner at the house. And then I bought a. uh, It's a a Louisiana craft beer. um, Reasonably corrupt. It's made in Shreveport. Have you heard of it?
1: No, I haven't. But I know about Shreveport.
2: I th- yeah, <laughs> I think it's a great raft brewing company out of Shreveport. They've just kind of started coming into our area, and it's a black lager. It's pretty pretty good.
1: We we uh, I've drank a lot of Abita, mm-hmm, sure, out of Louisiana, and yeah, uh, like Shiner.
3: Like minutes away.
1: Shiner yeah. is yeah. not the best brewer in Texas. <laughs> Don't say Lone have... Star. No, I. Listen, I drink Lone Star to stay hydrated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If i float in the river, and, hey, you want a Lone Star? Yeah, yeah, I could, I could use a glass of water. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> no, I could
2: use a, something to recycle.
1: No, it, 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 here in Austin, Texas, you know we have we have all these hipsters and whatever, and, and they don't they don't know what to vote for. <laughs> what they're really good at <laughs> <Yeah>. is uh, <laughs> what they're really good at. Besides getting mad about nothing, is uh, brewing beer, creating good food, music, and, like we have good places to eat, good places to drink, and great places to go see uh, music. And so uh, we have some fantastic brewers here. But uh, Shiner, as far as Texas goes, you know, I, I I named my dog Shiner at one point in time.
0: <laughs> it
1: was a really good beer they got bought out i don't recommend it if you come to oh Texas. really yeah, when did they no. get
2: when did they get bought out that
1: ah, was a few years ago it just tastes overly carbonated does that uh, make sense hmm. it's got too many I... bubbles in it
2: see but like after i'm done mowing the lawn or something i crave a carbonated beer um or even i'll
4: tell you though the uh, the best beer is a shower beer <laughs> Doesn't matter what what kind it is. After you mow in the lawn, long day, hard work, yeah, just go get in the shower. Whatever beer what? you got, mm. All right? I I take the shower and then I drink a beer. <laughs> I, I, I look it up, Google it. Yeah. Beer. <laughs> yeah. it? there's actually like a scientific a thing Google. going on there. That that the uh, the cool beer inside of you, while the hot showers is, is is like heating you. It's like a really relaxing sensation. It really is. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be?
0: Right. <laughs> uh,
2: this isn't what I'm looking. The zombie killer I pulled up is a um, is a cider. So that's clearly not what I'm looking for. No,
0: cider.
1: <laughs> Ross Watson would kill all of us. <laughs>
2: oh, now I do. You, do you drink any scotches or whiskeys?
1: Uh whiskey, bourbon. Okay, no scotch. Scotch, I don't know. My grandfather does. I, I couldn't get into it. It doesn't work for me. Something about it. I'm a fan of Scotch and whiskey and bourbon and yeah, I, all kinds of. The oakier, the oakier, the better. And what, I like beers that are aged. No idea. Yeah, those are in wonderful. bourbon barrels. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's the way to do it. Especially if it's a stout. That's fantabulous. We,
2: I think we had. Even there's a wine, there's a, uh, like a new um, bunch of crop of wines that are coming up they are aged in whiskey barrels, too, like in, Inferno. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it, but yeah. those are pretty, any, pretty much anything aged in a whiskey barrel. Maybe bacon, too, I don't know, would be, well, is delicious.
1: I, be, I think bacon is meant to be enjoyed in its purest form. Which is fried up and in my hand. So (laughs) take a bite out of a pig. (laughs) Well, people are like, "Hey, I found bacon toothpaste." I'm like, "Don't give it to me. (laughs) I'm not using that garbage." You know, so bacon—it's just to be fried up and eaten as bacon, about a quarter inch thick. Wonderful, quarter inch, beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Break out the (laughs) ruler.
2: They—they started something in Louisiana. They have to, you know, obviously they have to put on bacon, bacon on everything these days. But, you know, our king cakes, our Mardi Gras king cakes, they started putting bacon all up in those. And I don't, I don't like that at all.
1: Really? I'd much rather find a piece of bacon than a baby. (laughs) i feel like i got lots of babies in my house i don't know if you know you've attention but we got a few of those
4: (laughs) speaking of your father-in-law uh in the movie it's very it's it's portrayed that like he was just really excited about abby marrying you is this recording yeah okay so yeah
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) no uh it's not in the movie but uh Whenever, whenever Mike Abby's father, or Abby's dad, my father-in-law, uh, uh, maybe in a lifetime, the time we've known each other, a thousand words have been spoken between us, but we get along <laughs> fantastically. And, and I, I say a thousand words have been spoken between us. I can account for nine hundred fifty of
0: them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow! No, he, he's a man of few words. He he's a. Um, Strong but silent type, right? Mm-hmm. You know, as a man of few words. No, I, I love him to pieces. He, I, I considered him a mentor and a leader. But whenever he brought Abby down, he gave her away to me. He, uh, when um, the, the, the preacher was like, who gives away this woman, blah, 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 that whole rigmarole. And uh, he goes, I do. And he grabbed my <laughs> arm. Pulled me closer to him, slapped me on the shoulder and said, she's all yours, and walked away. <laughs> He's like, hey, and it was a very loving thank you. We love our daughter. You love our daughter as much as she does. And thank you for uh, taking her on. But th- what's funny is Abby is very much like her father. Like they're both people of few words, unless you piss them off. <laughs> 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 they're people of a lot of words, <laughs> and so anyway, no, I, I appreciate that. It's a, it's a moment I definitely cherish with Abby's dad, just the fact that he was like he came down. He's like I'm so glad you're taking her, and you're gonna marry her, and ah, you're a wonderful guy, and I think it kind of plays out in the movie. Mm -hmm. because you know they were very uh, uh, they were very prayerful trying to get Abby out of there and and, uh, there was a point where even I was like I'm done she's here I don't want to get divorced I just got to support her and there are there are other ups and downs. I I gotta write a book on this thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, my book is gonna be called "Our Our Life" is an R rated Christian film.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: But anyway, so uh, with Mike, Abby's dad, you know, he was like, "Yeah, take her." But he was the only one. Even when Abby's mom was like, "I, I don't, I don't think she ever quit," and Mike was like. I have to believe at some point she will leave that job, and so Mike, I think her dad is really an unsung hero, probably the most prayerful person in Abby's story, just being like, no, she's gonna do it. She's gonna leave. She's gonna walk away, and and she did, you know. And mm-hmm. it, uh, with me, I was there for all of it, and so. My story kind of parallels Abby's because I had to have a change of heart because there there were times where I didn't like the pro life movement because they they sent death threats to us.
2: Yeah, not a good right. way to win friends and influence people.
3: Well, you know, Absolutely. you know,
1: it's not the best advertising in the world. And, and
3: that's something we really loved about yeah. the movie was was that y'all weren't afraid to show the jerks among mm. us in the pro life movement. <laughs> you know that there's there's effective people and not effective.
1: Right. There's good and bad on both sides, right? And so, and, w- and with Abby's boss, Cheryl, air quotes on that, you know, she's uh, it's not her name. Abby's former boss was very affectionate towards Abby. They had a very good mentor-mentee relationship. Uh, she was not very nice to me because I expected Abby to be a mom and wife first and not a planned parent employee first. Mm-hmm. And so she didn't. She didn't care for me. And then, uh, but anyway, in the movie, I think the the guy that plays Abby's boss is kind of portrayed as like this heartless, horrible person.
0: Yeah. But I think
1: when people need to watch it, it's kind of more the abortion industry, not so much Abby's boss. Does that uh, make sense? She's kind of You're
2: represents right. yeah. the industry more or less.
1: Yeah, yeah. She she definitely speaks for. Abby's experience with Planned Parenthood. I'm not going to say she speaks for Planned Parenthood because they're going to, they're going to come out and say, oh, no, we believe these things, which, no, you don't. And so, <laughs> you're actually kind of terrible. <laughs> but they're going to say, uh, with Abby's story, Cheryl kind of represents how Planned Parenthood treated her. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because sense. at the point when Abby left, uh, her former boss couldn't even look her in the eye. Hmm.
2: And Black. so, the the movie goes like the book does. It goes to Abby trying to leave, and the and what is Paradowski the, the, y'all's attorney that helped uh, get her out and that sort of thing? Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha.
0: Okay,
1: well, so uh, when Abby tried to leave, she just wanted to go find another job. We were like, oh, okay, well, she went... She's left. She's had a change of heart on the issue of abortion. Okay, cool. We're going to announce it. And then uh, Abby's going to go on and find another job. But before all that could kind of just flush itself out, uh, Planned Parenthood, her her affiliate, took her to court. And they are like, we don't want you talking about what you know. And so then all all of a sudden, what's funny is Planned Parenthood made it public. They took it to the news. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. yeah, right.
1: They're they're like, hey, this woman left us and we don't want her talking about what we know. And so everybody's like, what, what does she do you know? know? <laughs>
0: and
2: if there's a movie, we're gonna make it R rated later on. Yeah,
1: no, so like Mike Huckabee and all these other uh Fox affiliate uh Fox News and uh EWTN and Seven Hundred Club, everybody was like, Cool, we wanna do a story with you. <laughs> I'm telling you, like as soon as that happened, within a day, Abby had a lawyer, uh, agent, a book deal, and <laughs> like we're gonna sell. What socks do you wear? We're gonna sell that too, you know.
0: <laughs> of
1: course, we didn't go with that, but <laughs>
2: we need uh, we need Planned Parenthood going after our podcast.
1: Absolutely, you know what. <laughs> Let's bring something up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> come, come and get it. <laughs> you know, let's uh, come and get this.
0: You know,
1: but <laughs> but it, w- with Abby, they they uh, they went after her full force, and uh, I remember the day she found out because she was the, the two girls in the movie that are friends that went up against her in court. Yeah, that was kind of heartbreaking. It, it was it was heartbreaking in real life because. Those two girls, the the one that came in the office and was like, hey, what's up? And Abby's like, hey, I'm leaving. I'm yeah. going to go. Do you want to come with me? Okay, so that girl in real life, I'm not going to give her name, uh, she came over to our house for a couple weeks working on her resume. Yeah. After everybody left. I mean, if you watch the movie, you need to kind of, it's an accordion, right? You squish yeah. it, you, you, you right. f- squish it. You bring it out, and the movie it's a ninety minute movie. It it should have been a ten part series, two hours per episode, right? Yeah. And so Maybe Netflix will pick it up.
0: You know. <laughs>
1: I've been talking to HBO. <laughs> They're not on board. Uh-huh. They they just want to keep on with that uh the robot cowboy thing.
2: Oh, the Westworld.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How confusing is that?
2: But I love right. the Yul Brynner version back in back in the day. It's great, My, and Michael Crichton wrote that originally.
1: Yes, he did. But the thing is, okay, I'm going to get off on tangent. It's just that series is too convoluted and too weird. The Matrix is easy to follow compared to this garbage.
4: I love <laughs> the Matrix. <laughs> I wanted to ask you uh, on that, uh, basically, one of the things that I had never thought about, um, and, and I was I was trained in apologetics in Wichita, Kansas, uh, mm-hmm. and actually visited the uh, the facility that George Tiller Ooh, was at. Okay, yeah. Uh, and I, I know this is kind of like one of those, who you know, would you, but... What they portrayed in the movie, like that's something that never even occurred to me. Like that—that that you, as as the husband of a a Planned Parenthood director, would be like, okay, no, we need to get out of public sight right now. Well, like, well is that kind of how it was? Yeah,
1: in in a sense. I mean, Abby uh, Abby remembers that day much better than I do. But what I remember about it is, I didn't want her to go back to work. I didn't mm-hmm. want her to go back. <clears throat> I didn't know what was happening. Like once we got to a safe place, uh, as far as I was concerned, our home was a safe place. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know when the movie. I, I, again, I, I don't think Grace was at our her parents' house. Mm-hmm. If she it, it, whether she was or she wasn't, there's a very good chance we went and stayed the night there, and yeah. so. Um, but when she back went back to work, I was kind of like. Are you sure you want to do that? Like, is that safe? Because, again, we've gotten death threats from the pro-life movement. Uh, pro-life in air quotes. Ooh, yeah. We've gotten um, threats from people to, that claim Anti- to be pro-life. Abortion. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it kind of rocked me because, you know, as, as a protector, as the person in our family is supposed to be like, oh, no, no, no. Uh, this can't happen here. Mm-hmm. My, my wife can't be shot in church, and uh, we can't be blown up in this situation or that situation. I don't know what I don't know what they're thinking, and so I had to get her out of there. Uh, yeah, it's a. I'm pretty sure we we went to her parents' place, and hung out, but the most concerning thing with me was her going back to work. Going
4: back, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Mhm. Yeah, it, it was just, and it's something I just never even thought about, like, what would be the reaction of, you know, the family members of other people that are working in facilities, <coughs> you know? Um, like, would they be going to church next week? You know, things like that. It's like, man. Well, you know, the thing is hard for people to grasp is that,
1: uh, these clinic workers do go to church, and yeah, no, they exactly. do value their families, and they do love their children and they do love other people's children. Mm-hmm. Apparently, for you know for a lot of pro-lifers out there, they have to believe that anyone that works in there hates children, right. hates babies and hates right. families. And that's not true. They're, they're not they're not growing families the way we do. It's Catholic Christians, right? And so right. they don't see it the same way. They see it like, oh, one and done. Or I decided I only want two. So they have this contraceptive mentality. They really absolutely separate sex from procreation. Right. Okay. And so once procreation happens, they're like, Oh no, no. It's no. not what I meant to do. Mm-hmm. We gotta end that. Right. And so that's that that's the contraceptive mentality. And so, but when you work there, uh, I, my thing is for um pro-lifers that have been pro-life their whole life to understand these people in here do not hate other human beings. They're not. they're not monsters. They've been uh, led in a different direction. Does that oh make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been lied to. yeah, yeah, and the same as Abby. Like she was lied to, and you know, I think her working there was to justify her two abortions, right? And she'll tell you the same thing. She'll say, oh no, no, I, I gotta, I gotta find a way to make this okay, right? And uh, she did for a while there, and I did as her husband. Yeah. But eventually, the truth kind of slapped us in the face. So there we were.
3: Yeah. yeah. You know, you said about. About the abortion facility workers going to church, I heard one of Abby's testimonies where she said that uh, that when you guys became pro-life, that your church told you you were no longer welcome. Was that the
2: Ooh. Was that the Methodist church?
1: Episcopal. Episcopal. Yeah.
3: And just the ludicrousness of like you should believe that, that we <laughs> what no <laughs> no the- so we. The Episcopal we, we,
1: Church is very divided on this, but go ahead.
3: Okay. Yeah. Oh, just that, like, so often the Catholic Church is labeled as being unaccepting or un, uncompassionate because of, of the teachings of the Church, and it's like, what are you talking about? Like, anyone can come, anyone can show up at Mass, and the idea that when you guys became pro-life, that when you said, hey, we're, we're not in favor of, of killing children anymore, that your Church... Sat you down and said sorry. You can't be with oh us man anymore.
1: Golly, that's a that's a whole movie in and of itself. But <laughs> um, it's uh, you know when the whole thing went down, and the church we were going to is the Episcopal church, and I'm not going to name it because good lord, they got enough bad phone calls after this happened. Oh, it, it went down. I mean, like Abby like posted on Facebook before she even had like more than a 1,000 followers, and that church (laughs) ate it. You know, so...
3: (laughs) (laughs) I find that comforting, though. I probably... I probably... You know,
1: the Episcopal Church we went to, it was the one we found while we were still at, at Planned Parenthood, and they loved us. They were like, oh, please come in. Yeah, yeah. And so we joined it, and our daughter Grace was baptized there. And... uh. But the pastor there also sent women to Abbey.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: For whatever they needed. Not for abortion services. Maybe right. one. I think there was one that did. But overall, it was just uh, women's health services, which they could have found anywhere. Yeah. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Google is a thing. Use it. And so, anyway. Then- no, so when, when Abby left. Uh, I was doing a Bible study there and Abby was doing something else and uh, we, were, we were explaining what happened to us to that Bible study and the next time I went I, all of a sudden I found myself in a private meeting with the pastor of the church and Abby and uh, he was like, hey we support Planned Parenthood and uh, we respect your conversion but maybe you shouldn't come here anymore. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: my God. So, and y'all tried, uh, did y'all try the Methodist church
1: after that? After that, no. Uh, my parents were doing the Methodist church. But we went to the Lutheran church. We went to several churches after oh, okay. that. okay. But Abby loves the praise and worship concerts that happen mm-hmm. at some churches. And uh, I don't. if i want a concert i'll go to a concert uh, (laughs) no so we uh we our friends kept saying like hey come to mass with us and we were like okay let's do it just to get them off our backs and then we uh, actually found love we couldn't get to the eucharist fast enough and we were like hey so where I need to be, y'all became
2: Catholic after college state, like it wasn't at St. Mary's Catholic Center, huh?
1: No, no, St. Mary's is where we did RCIA. Oh, it
2: was cool, yeah, cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, with uh Marcella June. Shout out, man, look that guy awesome. up, it's awesome. And uh, so no, we did it one on one with him. He didn't want to do it with us with the big group because they were like, he's oh, they're gonna ask Abby a million questions, it's gonna be coming about happy story. He, he just wanted to do it one-on-one, one-on-one with mm-hmm. us. It was fantastic. And so we got to ask all the questions. He gave us some great books. And to be honest, okay, so um, he gave us uh, Theology of the Body mm-hmm. for Beginners by uh, Christopher West. Yeah. And I read that and I was like, oh my gosh, I love everything they're saying about contraception and birth control and just our, our, the the design for marriage and what we're here for and no i'm on board with this and i went home and like two days later abby was like hey i'm gonna take out my method of birth control or <laughs> iud and i was like that's the sexiest wow. thing you've ever said to me yeah, that's awesome <laughs> that's so cool. but we're gonna make more people <laughs> oh, i was so happy
2: did y'all yeah. y'all just had grace at the time
1: we, we had Grace, she's probably about three or four year old. Okay, I got you. At the time. And, uh, anyway, so, she took that out and started trying to, and then, you know, birth control, it, it does something to your body. It's another yeah. reason not to take it on. It's terrible for you. But, uh, anyway, so, there's a point where Abby's like, I don't know if I can go to the Catholic church, I don't leave this, that, and the other and I said to her I was like well just so you know I'm going in with or without you <laughs> and she goes
0: cue oh. the U2
2: music <laughs> yeah <laughs> <No>. stop it
1: <laughs> okay we'll, we'll get into U2 in a moment but no she was like okay you're standing firm I'll go with you right and uh, we did and it was basically just because I was like nope <laughs>
2: Back? where did i fade away you're like yeah. this stupid podcast i hate these guys uh, so, no
1: i and so, one of my wow, kids came know. in the office and closed my computer <laughs> oh, that's awesome <laughs> you know he like shut it and <laughs> ran off i was like go to bed <laughs>
2: did he, like you didn't even know he was behind the the laptop screen all of a sudden you just did snap shut yeah. and you saw his little face or something you know leading up to a
1: climax There was a point where Abby and I were coming into the church, and she she told me, she was like, hey, I don't know if I can do it. There's things I have a problem with. And I told her, I'm going in with or without you. (laughs) Cue the and (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and then she goes, well, okay, I guess I'm going in. And it's one of the few times where Abby is like, oh, wow, my husband has something to say.
0: <laughs> <No>.
1: <laughs> Anyone that knows, Abby Johnson knows that is not a uh, feminist thing to say. She's just that strong a personality and I know when to speak up and I will do when I need to. And so, anyway...
3: That's what she uh, said in that testimony that I heard. Was she was like he had never foot put his foot down quite like that before. Yeah. So, okay.
1: <laughs>
3: so I figured I should go with it.
1: I'm, I'm pretty sure it was the second time. The first time was when we were getting mar- We were about to get married, and she's like, "You know what? It's such a, such a pain in the butt to change your name
0: <laughs> legally.
1: <laughs> Do I really have to be Abby Johnson?" And I told her, "I was like, you know what?" I'm going to lose pretty much every argument we're ever going (laughs) to have while we're married. And
3: I'm going to slave over our eight kids upbringing.
1: No, we didn't know that. Praise the Lord, right? (laughs) I know. I'm going to do all the parenting. I don't know if you know this. But (laughs) I was like, but listen, I want this one. I, I want to win this one. She goes, okay. I was like I don't want our family to be divided from the get-go. Like, you yeah. can't have a different last name. Yeah, we, we have point. to be, we have to be the Johnsons. I know, and I know Johnson is a very common last name. I have that same problem. It's not yeah. that cool. <laughs> whatever. It's like Jones or Anderson. Whatever. Or Smith. Who cares? Smith. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Uh... Ah. All we're in the matrix all over again yep. right I'm an agent we are all we in the matrix <laughs> but there's yeah. no real way to know
3: read is pretty common yeah.
1: so Reed. I was like no you're 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 bringing it on and she said fine and we got married whatever it was no big deal <laughs> 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 no it was actually a very big deal oh we, our, our wedding day was very nice but it's funny my dad the way we name our kids and we got a million of them. Is uh, <laughs> we go with the saint name and a family name, and my dad was like, well, "My name hasn't been used yet," and my wife goes, "I'm sorry, they're all named after you. They're all Johnsons."
0: <laughs> what, what's your
1: What's your
2: dad's name?
1: Uh, Don Johnson. Oh, like the actor? <laughs> yeah. Don't even Don't even give him any slack.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm, Miami Vice. <laughs> No, we went to the premiere. He's like, "Hey, I'm Don Johnson, and I'm better looking than the real one." You know that, that was how he introduced himself. And you know, people were like, "How'd your dad like the premiere?" And I was like, "He's not leaving until he introduces himself <laughs> to all 850 people here." As Don Johnson, I'm the dad of the guy that was in that just that movie you just watched. <laughs> no, he, he could not be more proud. Great guy. Gave me a good name. So the I'll take of
3: you, it. The portrayal of you in that movie was pretty, pretty uh, incredible. Yeah. Like Cody was like sitting there, and he turns to me. It's goes, all true. Yeah. He, what, what
1: was
2: it you? <laughs> does movie Doug have a good beard? Because I haven't seen the movie. No. No.
1: No. no, no
2: but man, what are we talking about?
1: <laughs> no. No. Brooks. Brooks Ryan, who plays me, he can't grow one. Okay. Very handsome fella. I objected. He was too handsome. I was like, nope, I don't like this guy. <laughs> he, he needs to uh, drink a few more beers and lift a few less weights and <laughs> you know, I, be a totally different guy.
4: I definitely turned to Mary at one point during the movie. I forget exactly which point it was, but like I was like... Man, yeah, I would marry that guy. <laughs> like, you know what?
0: I, like, man,
4: I don't think like I've ever thing. turned
2: to my wife and said that in a movie. <laughs> you're, you're not the first. You're
1: <laughs>
0: not
1: the first. Not you. Good. <laughs> you know, uh, Brooks and I, we've actually become very good friends. You know, and what's funny is he did not research me. He did not call me. He didn't even look up the bo- Abby's book. What? <laughs> nothing. He went in with the script and he made it happen. And I think it's one of those God things. He did a fantastic job.
0: Yeah, well, no, absolutely. And I,
2: and we've heard, you know, um, the actress that plays Abby. You know, that story's made it around. Um, and I guess
1: Ashley. Yeah.
2: Um, Are there any other um, God moments that you want to share with us, like behind the scenes kind of stuff? Oh man is it like the film
1: how many hours do you have it's <laughs> it like the... it's eleven thirty two here in texas but <laughs> <Is> it, wasn't <laughs> it you like got?
2: the build uh, like the the filming of the passion where you like all these crazy things well, nobody
1: or... got struck by lightning you know thank <laughs> god no uh really, nobody will <laughs> with ashley's story and finding out how she came to be that's fantastic google it ashley bratcher you know whoever's listening to it but uh I'll tell you another story, like with Ashley and Abby. Abby and I were doing some interviews. Uh, I think they'll make it on the B roll of the DVD. I don't know. Bonus
2: features. All right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, look for it. But they asked us some pretty amazing questions, and Abby told a story about like you know, there's gonna come a day whenever I have to meet my unborn children, and I, I I'm gonna go. Peter's going to be there. I'm going into heaven. And I'm going to be greeted by thousands upon thousands of children wow. that I helped abort. And they're going to say, I forgive you. Yeah, wow. You're welcome here. You know, and she was like, You know, I, I, my own two children that I aborted will be leading the charge. But those 22,000 plus will be there as well. Like saying I forgive you, and uh, what's funny is Ashley kept texting Abby, and was like, "Hey, I got the story to tell you. I got the story to tell you." And it was like, "I'm I'm busy. Uh, let's do it face to face. You know, I I want to hear your story. I don't want to be a text story. Like I want to hear it face to face. Hold on to it." And Ashley was like, "Okay, I'll hold on to it." And then Abby kept being like, uh oh, you know, let's just wait, and Ashley was like, I really want to tell this story, but for some reason, the, the Holy Spirit was like, no, no, no stop, wow. wait, and so, we get to uh, the scene after Abby and I recorded talking about where she gets to heaven, and she's greeted by the children, and her children, that she had a, a part in a boarding, and uh, anyway, so we get there, and I was like, "Hey, Ashley, what's your story? What did you want to tell Abby about?" She's like, "Oh, I was praying over this scene. I can't tell you what scene it was. I wish I could." And uh, I, she was telling, she was telling Jesus, she's like, "Hey, I need motivation. I need to know what I'm doing here. Why am I doing this? I, why am I here?" And uh, she got this vision. She was told of. Uh, she was there at Gates Heavens or Heaven's Gate. And she was like, Hey, all these children are greeting you, and they're like, This is why you're doing this. All these children here oh. in heaven. Okay. And she's like, I'm at, at Heaven's Gate, all these children, and they're like, You're making this movie for us. Wow. Okay. And so she told Abby that story, and Abby just started crying. And I was like, and I was like, Ashley, you're not going to believe this. Abby just did an interview where she talked about one day she's going to get to heaven and she's going to be greeted by all these children and they're going to forgive her for what she's done, including the children she has aborted. And uh, Ashley couldn't talk anymore. Oh,
0: I guess not. Wow. <laughs> no.
1: And Ash is like, "Oh my gosh!" No, like, it was this weird, like connection. I, I say weird, and as in amazing, yeah, right? Providential. Yeah. yeah, that's
2: beautiful.
1: Yeah, and, and so and so the the two of them, they just hugged each other, and I walked away. I was like, "Nope, I'm done here." I I said what I had to say. <laughs> there was
0: no
2: two of them. The two of them, no the two of them were done that
1: day. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> they, they were incapable of speech. I said what I had to say. I was like, you just have to know that Abby just did the speech. And, and then Ash is like, her response was, oh my gosh. Like, and that's why God told me not to tell you that. That's why God slowed me down. Wow. So we could have this face to face meeting where we told each other these stories. And, you know, I, honestly, I would, um, I'm very cynical of those stories. But having witnessed it myself, Man, there it was.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, like God was like, you brought these two women together—a Catholic woman and a Protestant woman, playing a Catholic woman.
0: <laughs> Boom!
1: All right, gosh, she wasn't playing a Catholic woman; she was playing a pro-choice woman.
0: Yeah, like it was
1: yeah. the 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 you, you can't wrap up that spitball any better. <laughs> you know <what> it, is? <laughs> it was. It was awesome it, it was it was a fantastic uh, I, I wish other people could be there. It was amazing
2: yeah. well, I'm glad you' glad to be I'm there. glad you share that with us. I'm glad that yeah. you know we can help spread that story, yeah. yeah, that's awesome, wow, well I mean, we could talk for the rest of the night about land before time <laughs> and tree stars, but that that might be the best <laughs> the best mic drop. <laughs>
1: Well, I tell you, like on the scenes there there's a lot of emotional moments. So it, it was pretty cool just to be there. And okay, so for for other viewers who are watching the the scene where Ashley is portraying Abby doing the uh chemical abortion? Yeah. So you saw it where she's in the bathtub and she gets in the shower and she's passing these huge clots, super painful. Like, she's going through, oh my gosh, horrific pain. Whereas Planned Parenthood was like, oh, it's an easy passing of the whatever. Yeah, and they are like, oh, no, it's no big deal. Okay, so that scene for Ashley, and I love Ashley Bratcher. I love her husband. He and I have become very good friends. Uh, anyway, so when Ashley did that, when you see her throwing up in the toilet... She's legitimately throwing up wow. in the toilet. Oh like, That's some serious I think,
2: method acting there. And
1: you no, know, I... Yes and no. Like, she didn't volunteer to method act. It happened to her. Wow. Right? Wow. So, God, I think, gave her that searing pain in the gut. And uh, she, she couldn't hold on. She legit throwed up. You're not watching acting. You're watching the real deal. Right. Okay, so, like, with what happened with Abby in that day, and, you know, we were friends. Uh, I knew about her divorce coming, and she told me it was, you know, as a pro-life friend to her, I was the only one that knew. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, so, uh, Abby took herself there. I took her home. I dropped her off. She says, "No big deal. I'm going to do this thing," and I went off to play volleyball with some friends. And she was texting me, being like, "Hey, where are you at? What are you doing?" And uh, little did I know she was miserable on the floor of her own apartment. So you know, just a little insight,
0: yeah. kind
1: of what was happening. And uh, you know, people are like, "How how'd you marry her?" Well, I was I was a party to some of the worst parts of her life. But I was also trying to be her friend. And then you, you fall in love past the point of deal breakers. That's what we were. Hmm. So, there you go.
4: That was that was one of the more beautiful moments of the movie. Never, uh, I forget the exact line, but it was like, I, I'm going to love you no matter what kind of thing. Yeah. It, it was a really beautiful moment. I was like, oh... So no. That might have been a moment I turned to Mary and said, yeah. I would marry him. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. It was
3: more like, well, I'm I mean, taking. I would marry
1: him. <laughs> yeah. You know? know? Yeah. No, um, the thing is, with with all, with all this coming out, I'm like, again, when do I burst their bubble? <laughs> 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 I had these other, there, there was a lot going into that, so, you know.
3: We were really impressed like with that scene that you were just describing and with the whole movie, like that like, don't get me wrong, we love we love facing the giants and God. I love facing the giants.
1: Basically, Giants is another awesomely bad movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For the Lord. (laughs) They're great. great.
3: great. I wouldn't invite my pro-choice agnostic friends to watch them with me. Don't give them ammo. (laughs) They've got that kind of, you know, touch-by-an-angel quality to them. So, we were really impressed with with y'all's movie that... It, it was much more. I don't real. know. It was real. It felt. It, real. it felt you know, real.
1: Well, I don't know. Like with the uh, the doctor in the beam me up, Scotty scene. hmm.
0: Yeah. He
1: is a. He really? is a doctor that uh, that came through Abby's ministry. That's um, right. And then okay. or none. That's awesome. So he's a former abortionist doctor. When.
3: When that it, scene was happening, I was like, Cody, I think that's that former abortionist
1: wow. who does Dr. Dr. Levantino. Studios.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, wow. and his, it was harder on his wife than it was on him. Wow. Because she was like me. She was a pro-life leaning human being. And she she didn't like that he worked there. And one, once he left, she was like, oh, good, he left. But when he went to go film that scene... She was like, she said, I've never seen him in that element. I never oh, went there. I wow. never witnessed it. It was our first time to see him doing that. And what people need to know with the movie is he walked in and he was like, nope. And he moved the instruments, moved the tubes, everything in that in that scene. He set up how he would have done oh, it in wow. real life.
3: Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: And that's what adds credibility yeah. to the story. No
2: one can say this is just, teep, you know, movies.
3: Right. Well,
1: and, and the nurse it was like, hold her down. Stop squirming. Yeah. She was a party to more abortions than the doctor. Wow. Dr. Leventino.
4: So, so she
1: has been there and you. seen it. Yeah.
4: Are, are there other cameos that appeared in the movie? Uh, oh other, my gosh! Obviously, Lila Rose. Let's do a whole other podcast <laughs> on cameos. I know, like, like some <laughs> people that look familiar to me, like from like videos I might have seen or things, interviews or something. Like when Lila
3: Rose popped up on the screen as a news anchor, <laughs> yeah. Cody and I burst yeah. out laughing, and I don't think other people in the theater knew who she was. So they were like, "Well, that's an odd moment," you know. <laughs>
1: yes, yes. No, Lila, Lila is one of the nicest, sweetest people you ever meet. And she has a picture in every abortion clinic out there.
0: Right. As in,
1: yeah. don't let this woman in. Right. Oh, wow. You know? <laughs> and so, it, she started that when she was 16. I know, right? Isn't she cute? did this when she was 16. I mean, she's amazing. And she's a wonderful human. We, we love her to pieces. We we're just so glad to have her a part of our story. Yeah. But with the other cameos, so you had Doctor Leventino, Lila, and the, uh, the stream put out a really phenomenal. Um, hey, if you did, if you did, if you missed it, here they are. Here are the cameos. But uh, what was really fun was uh, Abby's, and then there were none. A lot of people work for her; they got to be in the movie. That's right. awesome. Yeah, so uh, you look for a sweaty Meg. Meg Weber, who is Abby's right-hand man, Uh, she's in several scenes post-abortive. She's sitting there with uh, water sprayed all over her face, like, oh my gosh, I had an abortion. Mm -hmm. She's sitting in a chair, and then we have uh, Amanda Willie, and she came in for a chemical abortion, so she's kind of behind Abby, but the most important to us is uh, Heather Gardner who is working for uh, Central Texas Coalition for Life Hmm. here in Austin. Okay. And uh, she's the one that answered the phone. Abby said, hey, I want to leave.
2: That that was with, like, the Brazos County Right to Life
1: group? Uh, it was, uh, no. Yeah, Brazos, Brazos County. But They were called Brian Brian Coalition for Life, Oh, that's I think. Right.
2: Okay, cool.
1: At the time, uh, they've disbanded. It doesn't exist anymore because they shut down that uh, abortion clinic. The one that Abby worked at, that shut
4: down. Right. right.
1: Okay. So Heather, Heather Gardner worked there, and uh, she was the one to answer the phone. Abby's like, hey, I want to come in and talk to you guys. And Abby turned to Sean Carney and was like, hey, Abby just called us. I don't know what to do. And Sean was like, open the door, you weirdo
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let her in <laughs> Yeah, when I was at um, A&M um, We had Father Mike and Father David And Father David would take us out to pray at, On Saturday mornings at Abby's Clinic And then we had this um, And then we had this like march across Bryan, downtown and yeah. so I, I didn't really know what was going on, I was just kind of going with my Catholic buddies, like my KC friends, and then, uh, I don't know, 10 years passed, and I come come out to 40 Days for Life, and I'm like, hey, where'd this start?
0: <laughs> yeah, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, in, in Bryan
2: College Station, I'm like, wait a second, I was there for them. <laughs> but I'm here, Yeah. <laughs> No, that's it's just cool it, how all that exploded and did so well and prospered. And...
1: Well, the funny thing is, uh, Abby was like, she took on her job at Planned Parenthood in the most uh, conservative town in Texas, in College Station. They have the most protesters of any Planned Parenthood in Texas. Wow! I didn't all right, know and that. then she leaves, and then she leaves, and she's like, "Hey, let's move to Austin." Ugh. where everybody's super liberal oh, where all the skinny jeans are worn <laughs>
2: and uh, <laughs> could not have more contrasting cities
1: <laughs> oh no and then she's like hey where's the fight I'm going you know and that, that's just Abby in a nutshell yeah. in a gigantic unexplainable nutshell <laughs> <laughs>
4: Now, I was I was also curious, like as far as the cameos go, um, that that last scene, uh, whenever they pull the sign down and they have all the women, yeah, uh, with the candles and stuff. Um, did they put out like a casting call for like post-abortive women? Uh, yes,
1: there are several. I can't name them for you. Okay. But yes, there are a lot.
4: I'm guessing the guy driving the uh, the thing was somebody as well. Like who? Come on it? with it. Down. Look, look, who okay. do you think it is? I I I honestly don't know. I recognize the face, but yeah, I you
1: have,
4: do. I'm not sure of the name.
1: <laughs> it's Mike, the My Pillow guy. My
0: Pillow guy.
1: Yeah. Oh,
3: from the infomercial. Like- yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: That's like from the breakfast cereal. The Tiger. Is that who we're talking? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay,
1: so the the unplanned movie they made all the movie they can uh, the money they can make to make the movie and uh, they were like oh my gosh we need another million dollars oh, to get started
3: wow. no big deal
1: and they're like hey let's call mike <laughs>
3: mike wendell
0: that's awesome
1: i don't know who got his phone number but they called him on his private plane because he made a bunch of pillows <laughs> and has a lot of money and they were like, hey, Mike Lindell, God told us to call you. Wow. They played the God card. You know what they did.
2: <laughs> Always play the God card if you have the yeah. God card.
1: <laughs> so, If you if can, do. And uh, they are like, hey, we're making this movie. This is what it's about. We, we think you should be a part of it. And Mike was like, well, tell, tell me the plot of the movie one more time. <laughs> And Michael's like, all right, well, give me a minute. I'm going to pray with my fiance, and we're, we're going to talk about it. He hung up with him. Three minutes later, he calls him back, and is like, hey, I'm going to wire you a million dollars.
0: Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and he's like,
1: this sounds awesome. And he's like, I want to be a part of this. I can't wait to be a part of this. Let's do this thing. And then there you go. He makes a cameo in our film. I'll tell you, when we went to L.A. to watch the premiere of the film, uh, uh, Mike sat right behind Abby and I. When the movie was over, Mike got up. And Mike is super available. He's very good about talking to people. He's very on. He's an infomercial walking around.
0: <laughs> He's
1: like, hey, I'm moving my hands, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm going to sell some things. <laughs> but when the movie is over, he was like, hey, Abby. And he spent about five to ten minutes, a very calm five to ten minutes, for him and for Abby, just saying thank you for asking me to be a part of the, your movie. I'm so proud to be a part of your story. And he's like, I, I don't care what the return is. The return has to be life saved, And that that was his deal. No, no. And And then he was like, hey, Doug, take a picture of us. And so, you know, it it was high brows and it was the lowest of brows. And so, it it was, that guy, I I love that guy. I've spent very few minutes with him. I I barely got to catch him and be like, hey, I'm Abby Johnson's husband. Thank you for supporting our film. And that was it. And he hugged me. And then he went on to thank other people for showing up to the movie. And he's just that kind of guy. Like, he, he will take the time to shake your hand, hug you, and talk to you. And it, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a fantastic man. And so with the other uh, cameos, give them to me. I'll play them up too.
3: Oh,
4: we don't know. Oh, I don't know. We don't, don't know. Okay, you know, Actually, A bunch of the faces, that, especially during that scene, it was like, hey, I've seen these faces before.
3: I was surprised that they didn't stick you guys in there somewhere, unless
4: they. No, they they thought face. it would be a distraction.
1: They're like, no, we can't put Abby, your parents, your husband, your daughter, y'all can't be in it. But they they stuck some of our okay. So I'll, I'll give it. will give a shout out to one of our dearest friends, Heather Gardner. Mm-hmm. She has a cameo. There's a spot where she takes the uh, POC uh, products of conception from one lab to another. Mm -hmm. She looks like Phoebe from Friends. (laughs) 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 So, in other words, when you're out there praying outside a clinic, when you look in there at the people that work there, that's your next best friend.
0: That's awesome.
1: Pray them out of that clinic.
0: Yeah.
1: Get to know them. And that's what Heather did, and she and here she is helping me raise way too many kids. <laughs> too many kids for who? Not me. I love them,
4: you know. I, I say a quick question. Like you were talking about, um, you know, the movies. It, it, it's not necessarily for the choir, but I would also say like it is for the choir as well because the choir needs practice. The choir needs to be called out sometimes. The choir needs to be told what to do a lot of the times, And so even for those people that are adamantly pro-life who are out there doing things day in and day out, like this movie can be very impactful for them. Uh, keep going. Like, no, nope. keep like, going. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, like, it, this, this is a movie for basically everybody to see. It doesn't matter how involved you are or not. This is something that I think is, is going to impact your life for the better.
1: Okay, so to what you're saying... In the movie, in the book, it's addressed that Abby was raised pro-life, right? And so, but her pastors apparently didn't do a good enough job.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And her parents, you know, they were the kind of people that were like, hey, here's your sex ed, 15 minutes later, we're good, right? You're not going to do those things? And so... <laughs> <laughs> My dad threw a book at me. No, I, I, think, I think what our story has to tell to women to mothers out there is uh, spread the message to your children. Talk to them as if they're teenagers going to college. They're going into the real life and the real world and they're going to have to make decisions. Tell them what they What are your values? Please adopt our values. Does that make sense?
0: hmm
1: mm-hmm. Like, so we, we are raising the next generation of voters take that upon yourself as a big job, okay, and, and men, okay, so your job is to be mentors to the next generation of young men, you got to teach them what commitment looks like, you got to teach them what, what does it mean, okay, I'm saving myself for marriage, now we're married, fertility is shared, okay, so you can't separate Sex from procreation. I mean, if
2: we we're a whole person. You can't um, we we can't treat our sexuality as some object part of us.
1: Or well, we can't treat marriage as it's not a box you check. You're you're past the point of deal breakers, right? So your wife goes out and starts smoking, or your husband goes out and views pornography, and you catch them. By the way. If your husband is viewing pornography and you catch him, he wanted to be caught. (laughs) 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 He, He couldn't wait for you to catch him. I'm sorry this is another podcast, but good Lord. My gosh, I'm giving off all, all these tangents. How are you gonna How are you gonna cut and paste this thing? <laughs> it, kinda, it kinda
0: reminds
2: me of uh, remember Bill Murray at the end of Scrooge and he's like t- talking about love and he uh, you know he's having his I love being compared
4: to Bill Murray. <laughs> no. All
2: we need is that, that child that, that mute child to say, God bless us everyone.
4: <laughs> hey, God bless
1: us everyone. <laughs> Okay, so I want to do this again. Awesome. Don't big-time me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that's (laughs) going (laughs) to (laughs) happen. All All righty. Uh, Thank you for nerding out with us, the Catholic Nerds. Thank you, Doug. Um, The Catholic Nerds, this is Scott Smith.
3: Mary Reed.
2: And Cody Reed. Go out right now, even though it might be in the middle of the morning. Go out and see Unplanned right now. Um, please do also subscribe to this podcast and share it with all your friends, Catholic or not, pro life or not. And remember, and remember, Goonies never say die, and neither they don't, <laughs> and neither they do the will. Catholic
0: nerds. <laughs> awesome. <All> right, amen. <laughs>